welcome back to the Character Arc Podcast, where each week we talk about a movie we just watched. Uh, we'll start with our own personalized synopsis, things that we liked, things that we didn't like, things we would change, and then on a final note, my name is Ted Hong. And I'm Richard Bertelson. And today we watched Blow the Man Down. On a New England Isle, in a good seaport town, to me Can you start over? I'm confused. It was confusing. But you had to do it right. Oh no. I lost control. With a brick. You said it was a harpoon. So what are we gonna do now? So, Mr. Mr. Bertelson, would you care to tell us your personalized synopsis of the movie? My synopsis is real simple. Two lowly fishmongers lose their knife and must recover it. Hijinks ensue. Okay. Mine is uh, an old man named Bob enters a dining room to announce that he dropped his fork. <laughs> the delivery of that line is so good. <laughs> it just goes to show how inconsequential he is. Anyway, anyway With the, but, the the women yeah. in that scene are all talking about like they're all like how to plotting do, like how yeah. to handle their Listen. community and they all slowly <laughs> stop talking as he stands there and he just stands there like a five-year-old yes exactly <laughs> like waiting for their like mom to be quiet i don't know what to do with myself now <laughs> but it's clearly her husband or whatever yeah, yeah. Um, um yeah uh the actual synopsis good uh you. just so we give a little bit of touch now if you haven't seen this it is an amazon original film it is available Included in Prime. It's a pretty brief watch. It's only 90 minutes. It's a crime drama. Essentially, these two daughters, after the passing of their mother, they inherit the house and a business. But it turns out there's so much debt that they might lose both. Through a night of drinking, uh, one girl finds herself in trouble with this guy that she doesn't know that well. Um, she ends up defending herself and killing him um, pretty violently. And then essentially they just go to cover it up. There's... It has a real kind of Coen Brothers feel to it, although not the same exact style. And it's because it's a small time or small town kind of murder mystery mm-hmm. uh, or crime. Yeah. It's not necessarily like who done it. What the story, story ends up kind of being from there is that these two girls are trying to cover up this crime, and you start to slowly learn more and more about this this village, which is no stranger to crime and sort of its own complicit way there is a brothel um which serves a very useful purpose in this community but it's run by someone who maybe had good intentions but way back when but is definitely not the nicest or compassionate person in the world and so they get tangled up in all that uh, and it's a lot of sort of interwoven who's gonna find out what when and which is great yeah. i think that's one of the things that i personally enjoy is that i was trying to process all the moving parts of different characters because we had Enid and then we had the two sisters and then we have the three mafia grand mothers. <laughs> uh, we had the police officers and then we have the, the lone worker mm-hmm. who's also trying to sort out what to do. Uh, I feel like I'm missing another and piece, but they're all like at the same level. It's like they're all neck and neck with each other. And I think that makes it more engaging. They're all intertwined. They all have a complex relationship to each other or at least to some others in the community. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they all have some piece of information the the someone else needs in order for their story to continue as a, like in the way they want it to. Right. They're all missing something. Mm-hmm. 
and someone else in this community has it. Yeah, and I think the way I, with the, how the story takes place, I think obviously the the port is a character of its own because it's not really something you would could associate with. Oh, it's just another city. It's very peculiar to this it's, place. Um, this is uh, takes place in Maine in a very small fishing village in Maine, and yeah, it it this the, so much character of this movie comes from its location. Yeah, and it's I love that. I love. Well, I mean, we were talking about like the furniture and like the mismatched yeah. <laughs> stuff. It's like well, that's really something you'd see up there, as you said. So the fact is that like a lot of I love world in movies, which world mm-hmm. refers to not only the physical setting but like the time, the culture that it takes place in, uh, and like the the industry sometimes right. so in this world would world would be uh, small town New England would be fishing community uh, would be a very matriarchal society all of this stuff because the fact is that plot wise there aren't if you ever heard of someone say hey there's not that many unique stories that's true but because this focuses so much on who and where these people are, that it feels utterly unique. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because it comes from a perspective, from the female perspective, in which because most of the men are fishermen, so they're they're always, gone. They're gone. Yeah. Right. So now this town is mostly composed of uh, what, what? I just realized the only <laughs> men in the movie are the cops. Are the cops? And the women do not care what the cops think. No. Yeah. They they handle this situation <laughs> themselves, and none of, no one ever goes to the cops and is like, "Hey, yeah, th- this person died." No one quit. No one's like, "Hey, the brothel." No one's right. like, "Someone's missing," or "My money's gone." They just ignore them. They're just they handle it themselves. Yeah. Well, I mean, it already goes to show that they've dealt with a great deal of. Oh yeah, they've got a they've got a dark past. I think that's probably but necessarily. You. It's not like they just happened to do it. They were trying to mitigate the situation because of the type of town that they were in. They the which is the the start of the brothel. Yeah, right. the the implication in the movie. And the movie doesn't really. There's a lot of things the movie doesn't explicitly tell you. Right. But you figure out the depth of sort of these relationships. And the idea is that this fishing village used to be visited by a lot of people from out of town who had no connection to this town and would rape the women here. Yeah. Um. They they even say the older women say like we all we all have stories. Mm-hmm. Um. And so they kind of took the power by creating this brothel so that they got to choose when and where and also make money off of the fact that this is where this is what these men are going to want to do. It was a way for them to take control of the situation yeah. and to care for themselves because if it were, if they were left to the fishermen coming into town it would have gone worse. Right. Um and so they are they have we presume like 40 years of of no one helping them, of these uh, these women, no one helping them. So they they run this town. Yeah, and there was it doesn't seem like there's much going on around the town for it to be completely modernized. And I don't know if you noticed the timing. I want to say it's like early two thousands, primarily because of the flip phone. It I didn't seem... really pay attention to that, but it because it felt weirdly timeless to it, me. It, it felt. See, I was I, I thought so too, but when um, it's when Alexis flipped her phone open to listen to oh, the messages, okay. and I thought it was very strange because even supposed you know suppose that it's on the up and up. I mean, not even really on the up and up because it is illegal. It's not like they are being repressed. Like you can't have a smartphone, you can't be with the rest of the world. Right, right. right. So I thought it was really weird. So that made me think it was like probably late two thousand. So. So I started looking around for other stuff, and it kind of makes sense because I think at this day and age, 
things are a little bit more interconnected, whereas this can still remain like it's still pretty modern enough, but can still exist on its own. Right. Uh, I think that this isolation. type of location, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, there's all there's there's a surprising amount of of the northeast that is a little isolated from other places, but I think you're right that in 2020 I don't know that it'd be able to run sort of lawlessly. Right, right. Which it isn't lawless. It just has its own law. The women are the law. Yeah. These old ladies, these old grandmas. But um, then they will get to that. They are intimidating as fuck. Yeah. It's kind of interesting because when they're first introduced, they seem like just like caring, proactive members mm. in, in the city. But then you kind of get this thing where as it progresses, you see that they are a force to be reckoned with, especially with the shots, especially with the last one when they confront Enid and it's just of their silhouette and the three of them are standing mm-hmm. there so menacingly. And then they talk and you're like, Oh man, they've all been in this yeah. si- situation before. And they've done, I mean, we don't really know, but the last, the last bit of the movie really suggests that they've done some shit. They, they obviously figure out what our two main characters, the two sisters, uh, Mary Beth and Priscilla think they've effectively hidden from everyone except for Eden. Enid. Enid. Um, (laughs) And turns out, no, they figured it out and Mm. they were there, but they were going to cover up for them. And I'm wondering, do you think that that means, like, do you think that there's a message there? Do you think that this is like a, because they, they obviously agreed to the way that the brothel worked in the past and then they seem to have changed their mind. But they're also not a. They're, that's still not giving up their control over the way this community works, though, because they cover up the crime. Is this like? Is there something about passing on to a new generation and understanding change? Like, what I is think, the- I think in the sense it's like them looking out for each other. Because if you look at it, it's most of the cast are female, and the two men. Well, there are others, but they're really in, inconsequential. It seems right, and this is something that I wanted to ask because it does seem, and I did uh, read up a little bit on it. It's like a, a huge focus. To, is on sisterhood. Mm-hmm. Um, if you take a look at like other crime movies, there's usually a sort of group or unity among men, I guess in these cases, brotherhood but of thieves, brotherhood. Kind of exactly. Yeah. In this case it's flipped. And I think because it's from this angle, it's, it's a really compelling story, but I think what I like about it is because they're very, there's a deliberate and very thoughtful nature in how they go about their business. They know what to keep secret and they know what to put out. And not only that, they're pretty upfront with each other. Like you can't like when they confronted Enid, they they were telling her that this can't go on. I think part of why they stopped doing it is because Right, they they didn't just it, betray her. No. They tried to reason with her several yeah, times. Exactly. Yeah. Um and on top of that, it's like I think after so many years, because of the way the town became, it evolved. And though and those who could leave chose to leave. Mm. But I think she decided to stay with it was it was the case. And they had even said that when they confronted Enid, it's just like, you just have to know when it ends. Almost like there's no point in doing this anymore because now they've, they've gotten to a point where they can take care of themselves without worry. Now, I just really like how the movie progresses in showing how extremely capable the mafia grandmas are. (laughs) Um, It does a weird thing where you're not, when you first enter all of these characters, which they're all performed extremely well, all of these actresses are freaking great. They all have a very natural feel to them. And what happens at first is it, it seems all a lot simpler than it is. Like yeah, these, that's my point. These yes. sisters just seem like small town girls who just lost their mother, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And these uh, these older ladies seem to be women who, you know, 
just the neighborhood, you know, retired ladies who... Who Who's just seem like, yeah, they're just yeah. trying to, like, they had the pancake day thing. Or yeah. The, it just seems like, yeah, they're just active members in the city. But every but, scene has just a little bit more of how smart and active all of these characters are and how like, much they see and how much they around. know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I, that last bit I really enjoyed. And I'm glad that they didn't do, like, a cheeky sort of, like, as she's hosing off the, the cooler filled with blood she didn't like turn over i mean she did smile and but i was imagining her doing a creepy smile like (laughs) (laughs) no no she's like i got you that's what the smile was Mm -hmm. and it was great and it's like none of them were particularly shocked about it all i don't know because it almost gave the impression that some of these uh, the the grandmas could have been just very nosy because they're very proactive. At first, right? I think I think at first that's the impression you're supposed to get. That's certainly yeah. the impression I got. Is oh god, these are just like nosy ladies who right. have nothing better to do. But that's why I love about how the movie unfolds is because you get you get a lot more ambition from the girls at least for a while. The the our sisters, our protagonists, you get a lot more intelligence and involvement from the older women. Right. Um, you get a lot more. You're not really even sure with Eden. E- Enid. Why is it right. so hard for me? Enid. Like. She becomes progressively darker, and also there's sympathy there too, though as it as unfolds, because right. it's more she's she's lost to time. What she does got out of her hands, as far as how how she does it, at least. Right. And how, she's not the good guy anymore, although she was for the longest time. So it's hard for her to accept. I think. Mm-hmm. I think it, the movie goes. You always think something very simple is happening. And yeah. you just realize as you go on, more there's more and more depth to every single event yes. because the movie is relatively short, the plot is relatively simple, but it's how all the details are intertwined. How complex it feels to watch yeah. is impressive. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's do talk about the the only male character who seems to have any real moral active compass. role in the story. Yeah. Um. Officer Brennan, really? I almost thought they were going to aim for a tragedy with him. I almost thought the movie was going to end with him getting caught in the middle of something and then hurt because... Well, I actually thought that with the sisters for Priscilla because she seemed seemed very capable. Mm -hmm. And I, I really enjoyed that. She's like, all right, I'll deal with it. And she seemed to like really coerce her sister, like, you know, with the whole, um, coleslaw. Yeah. Um, she got her sister to like get it together. Calm down. Yeah. And I feel like that would have been the tragedy. Is that she, even though she was doing everything that she was trying to like make sure everything was all right, I think she would. I was afraid that she would have been like the fall. Sure. Yeah. But I'm glad she wasn't. I'm really glad. And the movie doesn't really have that. No, yeah. I mean, there is, I guess, everything kind of works out for everyone except for Enid. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like everyone kind of gets something good. And I think that that's maybe part of the, the point is that because they all do work together and become and get an agreement, it's kind of like a, hey, Community can mean that we all kind of win. There is something a little tragic about Officer Brennan because at the end he just kind of gives up. Like he seems like he knows he has no power here. And I don't know if that shakes him in any way, but it, it's it's unclear. I wanted to talk about the actor a little bit though. He okay. would like you were on his side even though you didn't know all that much about him because he had such a sweet personality like he seemed like he generally cared yeah like he's the only man you see do that like right. he actually seemed like whenever he was doing his job yeah it mattered to him to do it right mm-hmm. and 
Also, he just has all these little corks and stuff that he does, like when he prays at the table and, and he, does the little table the little tab. <laughs> and you just feel like it's something like that, which is stupid, but that's what makes a character feel like a real person. Real person. Like I feel There's like little nuances. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you could meet this guy. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I just really like his character. It was a. Uh, well, I think part of it is because he seems almost green. Yeah. You know, everyone, because if you look at like the, the, the cop that he follows, he seems very, I wouldn't say jaded. He seems lazy is what it is. I think that's what Officer Brennan is. Officer Brennan is us. Is us. He's the, he's the, he's the cipher for the audience. He doesn't know how this works. I see. He doesn't know that he doesn't have power until the end, but I think his officer that he's working with, he knows that he has no power. Because he said, I (laughs) have... He has a good source. Somebody said that. Was yeah. the, was it the grandma? No, because they, they went to have him shut down the brothel. Yeah, that's when he decided to do it. Just like when he, just like earlier when Brendan asked him, "Why do you yeah. give Edith yeah, a pass?" A pass all the time, right? Because that officer knows that he doesn't do. He doesn't control anything he's just here. The, he's the front. And so I think that's what Brendan's purpose is: is to show us from <clears throat> someone who doesn't quite know how it works yet. Yeah. So that we can get certain. We can go on that journey to learn. Oh, right. I see how this works. We're like him. We have no power here. <laughs> I think I, what also made his character really nice is that I, with the whole moral compass thing, compass thing, it's like he was very keen on the details. He really wanted to do his job. He wanted to do the right thing at all times. And I don't know. That's always something that's admirable. Particularly in a movie that the movie does work. Everything else is gray in the movie. Yeah. Everything else. Mm-hmm. Like whether or not they sh- these women should have the power in the way that they have it, who knows? Yeah. Maybe because they use it to protect themselves, but also maybe not because we live in a society of <laughs> we live rules. in a society. <laughs> yeah, we live in a society, <laughs> right? Um, but no, I, I, it's kind of I really like the progression or the reveal of how the three grandmothers. One of them is literally his grandmother, by the way. Too. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just the how they are able to handle something. With such finesse, mm-hmm. because if you look at, it, I feel like it doesn't, it doesn't result in such a, like, awful bloodshed kind of event. And it feels like the movie is gonna do that. It yeah, feels it, like this movie is gonna end with like four people dead in the middle of a which room. is usually how like if <laughs> like you think Fargo Coen, ends. yeah, exactly yeah. the Coen Brothers when they do it. But and it, I I really appreciate that. I I don't no, I don't it, know how to explain that it's right cool. now. But it is, I do appreciate that. It is the antithesis of the because I mean a lot of Coen Brothers films end in in sort of nihilistic chaos where yeah. like every, everything breaks down. Whereas this did quite the opposite, which yeah. is actually, no, they kept it all together and tightened it up a lot neater than you would expect. They could. Yeah. Which, which is, is sweet. That's a, it's yeah. a cool twist on yeah. the formula. What did you think about them singing the sea shanty song at the end? Oh, the women. Yeah. The women. Um, Cause normally it's just a bunch of guys who we don't know who they are just and kind of singing belting it. it. And I, I mean, I mentioned that it reminded me of like sort of a Greek play, like the chorus, like it, yeah. it, it had this weird otherworldly feeling to it because they weren't really characters in the movie. No. I don't know what the significance of the, the women singing it for the first time at the very end of the film when we're sort of fully aware of their power. I think it may be. I think it's just a nod to how much control they have. They have. That, yeah, I think so too. That the men, even in the only role that they had left for the film, it almost seems that like they were no longer used in. It, it seems like a sort of quiet confidence. It seems like they know more and are very aware. What did you think about the style and the way it was filmed? I lo- it's very fitting for the movie. I think that it it is shot. 
like the quality of the image is sort of lo-fi, um, but the but not the style of the camera work isn't though. The style of the camera work is mm-hmm. has quite a bit of finesse to it. Yeah, and I think that con I actually like that contrast a lot. Again, because it adds a f- it adds to the world so much. It adds to the feeling of this place. And I mentioned with the sea shanty being interspersed, I did feel like this had sort of an ethereal otherworld quality to it. Like this was somewhere very foreign and exotic, even though. It's quite literally not. It's right. it's quite literally the opposite of foreign and exotic. But they found a way to show these people in a way that made them feel like we had stumbled upon a culture that is utterly unique. Right. Yeah, I think there's like a bit of a gritty nature, like as you said, lo-fi. Like a how can I say it? it's a very um, It looks like a VHS tape. I wanted yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't play in the editing style and right. the camera angles really show this. Like I was, if you compare it to like mid nineties, that felt like a home movie. Yeah, no, this spliced together. Whereas this, the quality of the film, the visual. No, see, I have to be more specific. The uh, the texture was a little more. It felt more real, so it added weight yep. to things, and it also made it more. It felt like a real place. A real place, yeah. Because yeah. again, the the location was a character in itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Would you have any changes to this movie? I don't think I could change anything about this movie because I think it's another one of those ones, and I've said it about something before, where it's just like, I have every confidence that this looks exactly the way the directors wanted Wanted it to look. Like, I think they, I think that some people might not like this movie because it is so kind of low key. It's low key. But I don't, but I think it looks and feels exactly the way it's supposed to. Yeah, I mean, it, it's very tightly made. Like, there are no wasted scenes. There are no scenes that are ineffective. Sometimes they're very subtle, but they are adding something every time, which is how something that's 90 minutes can also, in the end, feel so kind of complex and murky. Because um, it is also a little murky. We kind of we did mention that when we stopped watching. We were like, like, not a whole lot happened, but, like, these people feel real and complex. Enough for you to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't bombastic, and I think a lot of people, when they go to watch movies, that may be the case. Like, uh, But what's great about this is that it's very concise with its timing, too. So, yes, it was complex with all of the things that were intertwined within the story, but it's like they were aware of if you extend it any longer, you may lose your audience. And so having it at a very tight 90 minutes served it very well because, yeah, like the only only scene I feel that was like really tense was when Gorski was being a creeper and I agree that, that that's the only one that's supposed to be like a thriller scene but I felt like I felt tension a lot of times though just kind of between not even necessarily between the two, the characters as they were interacting but sometimes but also just in as I as I was piecing things together I guess that's not tension it's Engagement, I guess. Engagement. Yeah, I yeah. was fully engaged. Yeah. I'm just saying that was the only part where, because I, I think um, that's the only adrenaline. Count. Yeah, that's the only adrenaline scene. I there. wanted to say that too, but I feel like the tension for her life was more yeah. at stake at that point. So that's I feel like that's the only part. But the rest of the movie is very engaging. I think when people think of a crime movie, they think of it as a little bit more edge of your seat action, sure. sort of. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, um, but. I like the style because it's just like a bunch of pieces put together. And I, I really want to watch it again to see how to, how they could write so many different characters who know different pieces and then kind of like 
shift them all together. <laughs> it's like it's really well done, and I want to watch it again to see. Because like, it's weird. You're you're not as you said. It's not a who done it. You're not solving a mystery. You know what everyone did, but you're learning new things and you're putting together how these people work. Yeah, and that's what that's the mystery you're solving. Because yeah. it does feel like you're solving a mystery. Exactly. It's yeah. just not a plot mystery. It's it's character. It's character mystery. Yeah, which see, is very satisfying. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm having like a really difficult time trying to put my words together. So, but yes, that's exactly right. Thank you. Well, let's stop putting words together then. I'm, I'm having such difficulty right now. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Excuse me. I think we both liked it. It's yeah. It's a particular movie though, for sure. Yeah. Know what you're getting into. Um, mm. I think if you like interesting voices and storytelling and sort of movies that aren't like every other movie, there's something very worth watching on Blow the Man Down on Amazon. Very much so. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Character Arc podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Character Arc. You can visit us at characterarc.net, and you can find us in all the places you listen to podcasts. Go on whatever app that allows you to rate us and give us a five-star rating, and it helps us out a whole bunch. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Richard Burleson. And I'm Ted Hall. first came the herring, saying I'm king of the seas. Way, hey, blow the man down. He jumped on the poop, oh, the captain will be. Oh, give us some time to blow the man down.